You promised the Lord, where two or three are gathered in your name, that will you be in the midst of God. And Father, we believe that this evening, Lord, you're here in our midst of God. You're not here, Lord God, just like a window, like a metal, Lord God, but you're here in the people, Lord God. And oh, Father, we pray this evening, Lord God, that you have your way in our midst of God. That you, the God who have the Father, that step behind us, that so, Lord God, we pray that you will speak, O Lord. And you, the God, the Lord, at a sudden depute this evening, we pray that you would hear, O Lord God. And you make your word real to our hearts, O Lord, we pray. Lord, we pray that you move in a sovereign way in the service of God. For how the enemy, Lord, has battled, O Lord God, for the service of the Lord, we look to you, O God. And Father, you have your sovereign way, O God, and you glorify your name, O God. Lord, we look to you this evening, Lord God, not to a man, O Lord God, but to you, O God. The one Lord, when you come on the scene, Lord, situation changes a lot. And, and life changes a lot. God, you are the one Lord we're looking to, Lord, this evening. The Lord, you will Lord, come on the scene and vindicate your word, oh Lord God. The Lord, all over and over again, oh Lord, through the messages, you always vindicated every word, oh Lord God. And Father, this evening, we're not preaching any other message but that same message, oh God. So, Father, we pray, oh Lord, once again, that you come and vindicate your word, oh Lord. And, and you make it real to us like never before, O Lord, we pray to save O God. Lord, we ask you have your way now, Mr. Lord. Just want to say we love you and we thank you, O Lord God. So come it all to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. It's sure good to be here this evening. And God bless you, Brother Sam. Really appreciated that. Amen. It was a wonderful spirit here. And bless you, musicians. God bless you. And it's sure good to be here this evening. And we're looking to the Lord, amen, and we sure enjoyed the service on Wednesday over the head, and it really spoke to my heart about the friend of a sinner, amen, and that's what we want to be. All the secluded people, we call to be the light of this age, amen, and we can be a light that is hidden away under a bushel. We call to be a light, amen, that is... It's out there that is shining for other people to see that there is God still alive in the people. Amen. That our God is not dead, but our God is alive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And good to see you all coming out and from Calgary. God bless you, brothers. And amen. It's sure good to see everyone this evening. Amen. Amen. I'll take a Bible this evening. I just want to go to the book of Genesis. Amen. I want to go to Genesis chapter 18. Brother Branham will refer to the scripture many a times, especially before I pray a line. And 
you'll always maybe not read the scripture in itself, but we'll always tell the story all the time, man. And we just want to look at it this evening, amen. We have a little bit of a reading to do. We read 14 verses. So we'll just exercise yourself a little bit just to be awake, amen. 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 Okay, we'll start from verse 1. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Marmory, and he, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bade himself towards the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourself under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread, and, and comfort ye your hearts. After, the ye sh after that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three mergers of fine meal, Knead it, and make cakes upon the upon the hurt. I may have read that wrong, but um, okay. Thank you, brother. <laughs> and Abraham ran unto the herd and and fetched a calf tender and goat and gave it unto a young man and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and he set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah had it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and was well and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am vexed old, shall I have pleasure shall I shall I have pleasure, my Lord being also my, my Lord being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Amen. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word, and you may have your seat this evening. Amen. See, we want to speak on the day of visitation. The day of visitation. Amen. So take the word visitation um, from the Webster Dictionary. It says, it's an instance of visiting. Amen. And it's a special dispensation. It says, a special dispensation of divine favor or wrath. Oxford also will say that is the appearance of a divine or a supernatural being. And we speak in this evening on the day of visitation. Amen. And visitation is something that happens because 
people decide to visit people, amen. As, um, and when someone decides to visit you and tell you they're coming, you're under expectation. Why? Because you know that someone is coming to visit you, amen. And the day of visitation is, is, a, is a remarkable moment, amen, in the life of every Christian, amen. It's a remarkable time. And, and when we talk about a day, we're not so much referring to a specific day, amen. But, we, we, you know, as a day of visitation, it's not just one day. It could be a day that the Lord really visits you in a special way. But the day of visitation could also be over a period of time or it could be a certain moment in your life or a certain season in your life, the God will, will visit you in that way. Amen. And God will visit you in that way because he wants to reveal himself to you. Amen. And in the way that he had never done before. And I believe that each and everyone here, we can recall a moment in our life that we had a visitation from the Lord. You know, we think of you and Brother Marshall sitting here is thinking of you and and you know how he sat in a Tim Horton and, and, and that day someone walked in and started to talk to him about the wood and, and he walked into a church and never walked out again. You see, everyone has a day of visitation. There's a moment that God will, will come and he'll start to pull on the strings of your heart and start to speak to you in, in a certain way. Amen. It is a day that everyone will have in your life if you're called to be a Christian. Amen. Now as we read in the scripture, it must have been a very hot day in the plains of Marmory and and, and here was Abraham, as the scripture says, that he was sitting at the door of his tent. And as Abraham was sitting at the door of his tent, no days many complaints were coming in to Abraham. And they were saying to him, you know, Abraham, everything is going dry. The land is drying up. Amen. And, and they were saying to him, Abraham, the grass is getting dry. And, and the cattle are, gro are growing thin. And, and the water supply is, is running out. And we, we don't have enough to feed the cattle. These were all complaints that were coming into Abraham on a very hot day. And, and Abraham, all these years, he had been there and he has been, been under expectation because God had promised them that one day he was going to have a son. The one day that he was going to be a father of nations. And, and here he was sitting at the tent door and all that Abraham could hear was all complaints and, and how things were going wrong. But you know, a very few miles away from the tent of Abraham was a city by the name of Sodom. And there in Sodom, everything was going good, and, and everything was flourishing in Sodom, amen. And, and there in Sodom, you know, they were lacking nothing, and, and you know, they had the, the, the most modern technology to feed the cattle, and, and you know, they were people of high mind, and, and, and you know, there were people that were prospering, and everything was going good in Sodom. They absolutely lacked nothing, Amen. And the scripture says that in this last day, the same scene will be repeated again. As you read in Luke chapter 17, verse 28 and 30, it said, Likewise also as there was in the days of Lot. Is that they did eat, they drunk, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day the Lord went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Is that even though it shall, even though it, even though shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now we all know and we believe that we can look around and we all can know and see that we are in the days of Sodom. Amen. All around us, the world around us is clearly showing us that Sodom is here. Amen. And if Sodom is here, then that means that the, the moment has come for the Son of Man to be revealed. In other words, it's a moment or a season that the Son of Man is now being revealed. 
revealed, amen. And a simple way to put it is not in but Jesus Christ on the inside of you, amen. It is not something supernatural, something so big. The Son of Man being revealed is Jesus Christ being revealed on the inside of you, amen. And if it is a moment that the Son of Man is being revealed, then that means that they ought to be a people like Abraham that are also sitting waiting for a promise, amen. They ought to be a people like Abraham that are chosen people, amen. They ought to be a people like Abraham that are elected people, amen, that are there waiting for a promise, amen. And you know, I believe that if we were to look at this picture, we sure can type and say that we are those people or we are a type of Abraham. Amen. And you know, just as of Abraham, as we read and we were saying, as Abraham was sitting at the door of his tent, and as he sat at the door of his tent and all he could hear were complaint coming in, you know, so it is sometimes with us, you know, that, that as Christians, the believers, you know, we will come and, and we will sit in a service or we will go in our daily walk or in our daily life and, and all we can hear sometimes in our lives is, is the enemy bombarding us over and over again in our minds. Amen. Is the enemy telling us that we are not where we ought to be. Amen. Is the enemy telling us that we are not going to be able to overcome the certain trial. Is the enemy telling us that our relationship with God is nowhere where we ought to be. Amen. Is the enemy telling us that we, telling us that you know the joy of the Lord that we used to have um, is not what we have anymore. Is the enemy telling us that our heart has been growing cold and, and we are not as, as close to God as we used to be. Is the enemy telling us that we have come to a standstill position where it seems that we are not growing anymore? And you know, sometimes these things are really true. Sometimes truly that's where we are at, that we've come to a stagnant point that it looks like we're not growing anymore, that we've come to a place that it looks like the reality of God is not the same as it used to be, or our hearts have grown a little cold. Brother Branham will say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? 1960 said, you know, sometimes when things are going wrong, dark. He said, we know by nature that it's darkest just before day. He said, and many times when we see disastrous things happening like that, especially to believers, is that we must bear in our minds that it's Satan trying to block the blessing that is on the road. Amen. So, you know, here was Abraham who was sitting on his tent and, and he only was hearing a complaint coming. But you see, the complaints were trying to block the visitation that we was about to receive. And, you know, many times as a believer, as a young person, you may come to a point in your life where it looks like you're not being able to move forward. It looks like the enemy is trying to pin you down. It looks like your life is not coming. You're not having the relationship that you're having with God. But I want to declare to you this evening, that that is the enemy trying to block the blessings of God that is trying to come your way. Amen. Brother Branham continued and said, That was very much so in this case. Satan was trying to tempt them to feel that they had done wrong. You see, Satan will try to tempt you to make you feel that you are doing wrong or that you have done wrong. And it's nothing but condemnation that he'll bring to you over and over again. And as Adam was trying to block the uncommon visitation that God was going to give to Abraham and Sarah. 
You see, God always has a day of visitation, amen. He has a moment that he'll come to change the sin of what you were going through, amen. There's a moment that he comes when you are feeling all down and it looks like everything is going wrong. I want you to remember the scripture that says that all things are working together for good. Even when it looks like everything is going wrong, but if you are walking with the Lord, it is the enemy that is trying to block the visitation of God. There may be a time in your life that it may look like God is a million miles away from you. There may be a moment in your life that it may look like you are not living an overcoming life. But I want you to know this evening that it's the enemy that is trying to block the visitation of God in your life. But when that day of visitation come, I want you to know that there is not enough powers that will be able to stop that day. There is not enough condemnation that will be able to stop that day. There are not enough problems or tribulation or trials that you'll be going through that will be able to stop that day. When God chooses that this is the day that I am coming to visit my people. There is nothing that can stop that day because when he comes, he comes to break every chain. Amen. When he comes, he comes to change the situation. Amen. When he comes, he comes to fill with the Holy Ghost. And not only fill with the Holy Ghost, but refill with the Holy Ghost. And refill you with the Holy Ghost to the place where you have got the dynamic that will bring you in the position where you ought to be as a son and daughter of God. And there is not enough powers that can stop that day, amen, to bring you to a body change, amen. But you see, Satan will do all that he can do to try to stop that day or try to hinder the movement of God. I want you to know that, you know, you come to every service, every service that you come to, it's a moment of visitation, amen. It's a moment that God has ordained to visit you in a special way. No matter what you're going through, it's a moment that God has chosen that, that he wants to meet with you and reveal himself to you in a way that he has never done before. But you see, Satan will try to block it in the service. He'll try to get you distracted in the service. He'll try to get, try to get your mind on something else in the service. Why? He's trying to block the visitation of God. But I want to declare to you and ask you this evening, church, and young people, I want to say to you, you you push away anything that is in your mind. You shake yourself this evening from any tiredness that you've got because I want you to know that this is your day of visitation. Amen. Every service that you sit in, God has ordained to visit you in a supernatural way. See, God hasn't brought you here to sit you on a pew and just to come and just to, just to make you feel comfortable, make you feel good. He has come because he wants to reveal himself to you in a supernatural way that he had never done before. But you see, in every service, Satan will try to block that visitation. But I want to say this evening, let loose everything this evening. Push everything out of your mind this evening. Push the tightness away from you this evening. Because God is here to visit you in a special way. God has ordained the service. It is not by chance that the service is taking place before the foundation of the world. God ordained that this day you will be sitting where you are sitting. 
him. He knew, and he came, and he knew who would take in the service, and he knew what he was speaking. This is not something that is made up. This is not something that is built up. But this is God that is coming to visit his people once again. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to continue to say in the same message. Is that what I know? Is that what I know? When it times and tries to blockade, what he's trying to do is get you to disbelieve. Amen. What he's trying to do is to get you to disbelieve. See, Satan's attack and, and Satan's discouragement is to try to bring you to a place to say that you cannot live a Christian life. Try to bring a place that he can say that you cannot be an overcomer in this age. Is to try to bring you to a place that he will say you cannot have the Holy Ghost to the place where Satan wouldn't know what to do with you. Is try to say that you cannot be a son of God. You cannot be a daughter of God. But I want to say to you this evening that the word cannot doesn't exist in the vocabulary of a believer. Amen. The cannot word is not in the books of a young person. Amen. Because the scripture says, I think in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, the scripture says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. And Christ is a healer. Amen. Christ is a deliverer. Amen. Christ is a chain breaker. Amen. And he's saying that you can do all things through Christ Jesus. Amen. In other words, he can bring you to a place where you can speak to that depression. Amen. He can bring you to a place where you can speak to that sickness. Amen. The word cannot, does not exist in the word of God. There is only one thing that God cannot do, and that is to fail. Amen. The only thing he cannot do is to fail. Amen. And if God cannot fail, that means that you cannot fail. Because that same Christ that cannot fail is the same Christ that is on the inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You can do all things through him that strengthens you. Amen. Friends, we're talking about a God that can move every mountain, amen. We're talking about a God that can break every chain, amen. We're talking about a God that there is no situation that is bigger than him. We're talking about a God that is not here to see you in a depression or in anxiety or boggled down by the enemy. This is not a God we're talking about. We're talking about a God that can deliver, amen. We're talking about a God that can set free, amen. We're talking about a God that can break chains, amen. But you see, Satan is trying to block the visitation. Oh, hallelujah. He's trying to get into your mind to block the visitation. Oh, but not this evening, amen. Not this evening. Because we have received the same almighty God, amen. We have received the same son of man ministry, amen. Friends, I'm say this. This is not to the preacher alone. This is not what wasn't to the prophet alone, um, but this is to young people, amen. See, Satan has tried to get into your mind um, and try to let you believe um, that there are certain things that young people cannot do. 
Amen. That a young person can come to a place that they can live such a consecrated life that God can move into them and lead them to speak the word and see it materialize. Friends, this message didn't come just for preachers. Amen. God is not coming to rapture preachers only. God is not coming to rapture mommy only. God is not coming to rapture daddies only. God is coming to rapture young people. Young people that have come to an adoption. Young people that God has to fill them with a whole the ghost oh hallelujah but Satan is trying to block him but I tell you in the service God is here to say I am here to visit my people I am here to make myself real to my people to let them know that they also can do all things that they also can speak to the storm see your prophet one day you know he will walk up on that mountain and the voice will come to him and say turn back to that storm and he would turn back to the storm and he would say, you speak to that storm. And he spoke to that storm. And the storm had to stop. And he called the sun out. And the sun came out. Friends, let me say this to you. This wasn't just to a prophet. This wasn't just to a prophet. This is the young people also. Amen. God is trying to bring young people to adoption. Friends, when the rapture takes place, not everyone is going to be a mom. Not everyone is going to be a dad. But there are going to be young people also. When the rapture takes place, and God said they will have to come to the same maturity. Amen. They will also have to do the same greater works. Amen. But it's going to take the visitation of God, amen. It's going to, going to take God um, coming to reveal himself in a personal way um, to you and to me. Oh, young people, you are pushing the blessings away. You are pushing them off to another day, to another season. But this is the season, amen. God hasn't come to reveal himself to just some, just, just some high-ended people. He's come to reveal himself to you also. It doesn't matter you're 13 years old. It doesn't matter you're 14 years old. You're 15 years old. That same God has come to reveal himself to you. Oh, it's time for you to put Satan back in your mind. Satan is trying to block you. You have a potential on the inside of you. And Satan knows it. That's the reason why he's trying to stop you. That's the reason why he's trying to make you cold. That's the reason why he's trying to bring your temperature down. Because he knows the potential that is on the inside of you. He sees the fire that is shut up in your bones. And that's the reason why he's trying to stop you. But it's time this evening for someone to break loose from those chains. It's time this evening for someone to say, I'm not going to sit here and die. But it's time for me to take my steps towards the enemy's camp and take what the enemy has taken away from me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, friend, I'm going to say to Satan, has been fighting. He has been fighting. But I tell you this evening, it is his defeat. Amen. This evening is the time to tear him down. It is the time to break loose those chains. It is the time for the shackles to fall on the ground again. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, many a times you may say, you know, you know, the gift of speaking in tongues, the gift of prophecy is definitely going to be for someone that, that has been in the message for 20 years or, or someone that has been in the message for 40 years. Um, that is a lawyer of the devil. Are you with me this evening, young people? That is a lawyer of the devil. The gift is in you. 
Hallelujah. You may have the gift in you, but Satan trying to block the visitation. Amen. And it's time to let loose young people. God is wanting to do greater works on the inside of you. But so far as you are holding them back, so far as you're pushing them away, so far as you are thinking that you are not worthy, so far as you're thinking that you haven't come to that place, you are giving Satan room for him to have rule over your life. But it's time to say, Lord, here I am as your son. Here I am as your daughter. If you want to use me to speak in tongues, do so. If you want to use me to speak the word to yourself. If you want to use me whatever you want to use me for I am here for you. Fill me again. Change my life. Make me completely and wholly surrender to you because I want to be used by you. Oh hallelujah. Oh hallelujah young people. God is here to visit his people. God is here to visit you. God is here to break down those chains. Friends I tell you you've been called ever since you've sat in and it seems like the word hasn't become a reality to you God is here this evening to say I'm going to reveal myself and make myself real in a way like never before oh hallelujah oh hallelujah oh hallelujah hallelujah there are people that live in this message they're saying we're living brother Branham you see, truly, they are living, Brother Branham, because that's what they only thing they met in the message. But I tell you, we didn't meet Brother Branham in this message. We met Jesus in this message. Hallelujah. We're not following a man. We are following the Son of Man. We are following Jesus Christ. We are following the can. They say, I'm left, Brother Branham. Yeah, you can go ahead and leave, Brother Branham, because I didn't meet Brother Branham in this message. I met Jesus in this message. People say, I'm leaving this message. Yeah, they're leaving this message because they never became the message. But, friend, this message came to live on a people, and I have become the message. How can I leave something I have become? Tell the young people this message didn't come to live on tapes. Didn't come to live in just books. It came to live on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And the only way that you're going to stand is when you become the message. Amen. When you and the message become one. When you don't see Brother Branham, but you see Jesus. Amen. See, friends, we have let it all on our parents. We have let it all on the, on the preacher. And we've let it all on the deacon. And we've let it all on the elderly people. But what about us? Amen. What about us young people, amen. We are not supposed to push it all on them. We have also been called. We also have been chosen. We also have been elected. God had you in his mind just as much as he had your dad in his mind. God had you in his mind just as much as he had a preacher in his mind. He hasn't forgotten you. He cares about you. You are worth him a lot more than what you think. But a saying and trying to block the visitation. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. This message came to live. It came to live in you, young person. And we're here this evening. Friends, I tell you, God laid us on my heart some time ago. I was standing in the kitchen one day and I was just doing my dishes and, and you know, just, just working away. And all of a sudden, just like something rushed into that kitchen and it spoke these words to me. The day of visitation. And it said, that's what you need to speak to the young people. 
And this was in August 18th, the 7th of August when he told me that. Friends, God has a purpose. Friend, I don't believe that the service is just supposed to be just another service. I believe that God had ordained this moment. Amen. You don't have to walk out of this place the same way you came in. Um, friends, if you have come to a place where the word um, cannot become real to you, um, this evening is here to visit you and change that scene. Um, if you've come to a place where you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, um, this evening is here um, to change that situation. If you've come to a place where you've been depressed um, and you've been bogged down with anxiety and be bogged down with all kind of torture. I tell you this evening is here to break those chains. If you've been here, you've been afflicted with sickness or whatever it is in your body. This evening is here to break those chains. I tell you, we're talking about a living God. We're not talking about some fake, something that, that was made up by a man. This is the creator himself that has stepped down on this medium. Hallelujah. He has stepped down on this medium because he cares about you. He's not happy about where you are. He said, I've got more for you, but you have to let loose. You have to let go. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Friends, I'm I don't know if you feel the anointing right here this evening, but I tell you, he's in this building this evening. He's here for a visitation. He's here to change situations. He's here to change lives. He's here to fill and refill with the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Satan had fought me this whole week. It's been two weeks that he's been battling me with migraines. And yesterday evening, I was just, yesterday evening, I was able, I was putting the notes together. And after I finished the notes, I was going to go to bed. And I went to bed in the middle of the night. I got awakened with a serious migraine headache. It's a migraine cluster that comes on my eyes. And, and Satan was just fighting me and fighting me. To the point of this morning, I thought, how am I going to be able to speak? My whole body was so weak. I couldn't even go to work. I had to phone my boss, I'm going to come in late. Because I was so weak. And I knew that Satan was, was trying to block the blessing that God had. He was trying to block the visitation. In the later sometime in the afternoon, John would text me and would say, how is it going? And I told him, listen, the enemy is fighting me. And I said, don't you worry, I'm going to pray for you. Oh, hallelujah. Church God is in control of this. He said, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for the service. And we agreed on him. Friends, that I'm standing here. I don't know how I'm standing here. I don't know how I'm speaking. But I believe that the Almighty God that anointed this vessel because he cares about you. Because he want to make sure that this day you receive his visitation. And Satan cannot block him. Hallelujah. Sickness is not strong enough um, to stop his word um, from getting to you. Hallelujah. But well, we ought to be a people that are ready to receive him. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Branham continuing to say, is that the worst thing that you can do is disbelieve God. Is that an assumption? As you get a little scared, well, maybe I haven't done this and I haven't done that. He said, right then, Satan has got that blessing conquered from you. He said, you can't get to it as long as Satan makes you think that. You're sitting here thinking, well, I've done this and I've done that last week and, and I failed to do this and, and I failed to do that. Let me ask you a question this evening. Can you change it? 
You can't change it. So why dwell on it? Let's move on. If it has happened, it has happened. But let's move on. What about this moment? Brother Brandon will say many a times, we are thinking about what God has done and what he's going to do. But what about this moment? What about what he's trying to do right now in your life? What about the victory that he's wanting to release upon you this evening? What about the moment that he's trying to come and make himself real to you like never before you cannot change what has happened yesterday so live it alone let it be what has been but this moment this moment is the moment amen Amen. Is that Brother Bram said if you dwell on that? Is that as long as Satan makes you? He said you you can't get to it as long as Satan makes you to think that. As long as Satan makes you to think about yesterday and your mistakes, he's got you whipped. Brother Branham said, and perhaps if we will listen to such a turn of temptation like that and will pay attention to them, then it will be that we will miss the blessing. If we're going to sit here and pay attention to our mistakes, we're going to miss the visitation. We're going to miss the blessing. If we're going to sit here and think about where we've not been and what we've not done, we're going to miss it. But I tell you this evening, push aside everything you've got. What you think that you haven't done, what you think that you have failed, you cannot change it. God allowed it. There's no failure that has come in your life that wasn't God that allowed it to come in your life because he had this moment for you. Oh, hallelujah. He had his moment for you. And you see that morning, Brother Branham was speaking and said that morning, Sarah. Sarah was very moody that morning. She was very moody that morning. And you know, there she was, and she had an excuse to be moody. She was all discouraged that day. Why? Because years after years, she has heard about this message that she was going to have a son. And but now here she is in an old age and, and nothing has happened. And you see, years after years, we've sat under this message as young people. And we've had about the power of God. And we've had about a God heals them. We've had a God fills with the Holy Ghost. We've had of God doing supernatural things in the life of young people. We've had about young people having visions. We've had about young people having dreams. We've had about young people writing music. We've had about young people preaching the gospel. And for years we've had about all this. But we've never seen a materialism in our own life. You see, that was where Sarah was. She had heard about Abraham. Every day Abraham was saying, praise the Lord we're going to receive a son. But Sarah couldn't feel that the son was coming in her body. Sarah couldn't feel anything coming in her body. Are you with me this evening, young person? You may not be able to feel them. You have had about them over and over again. And it feels like nothing is happening. But this evening, are you with me? This evening is your day of visitation. Sarah sat at the tent all moody and all discouraged them because the message had not become a life on the inside of her. She could see the message in mom. She could see the message in dad. But she couldn't see the message on the inside of her. She was just following the motions. She came to church because parents came to church. She sat in the pew because everyone sat in the pew. She lifted her hands because everyone lifted their hands. She said amen because everyone said amen. But it wasn't a reality unto her. 
Are you with me this evening? It wasn't a reality. She was just following the motion. She wears curse because everyone wears curse. She dressed right because everyone dressed right. She acted like a brother because everyone acted like a brother. But it wasn't a reality to her. It had to become real to her. And here was Sarah. And Sarah was seeing Mrs. Lot. And here's Mrs. Lot with a new fashion. Here is Mrs. Lot, you know, being so beautiful. And, and here's Mrs. Lot having all the nice things. And it looks like Mrs. Lot can have everything that she wants. Mrs. Lot had all the boyfriend that she can have. Mrs. Lot has got all the girlfriends that she wants she want to have. Mrs. Lot has got everything. She has got a world to herself. She has got fame. She has got beauty. And here is Sarah looking at Mrs. Lot and, and being like, look at how Mrs. Lot is prospering there in Sodom. And here I am sitting at a stand with Abraham telling me about a promise that I cannot see living in my life. You with me, young people? She couldn't see it in her life. And now she was getting attracted by Mrs. Lot. And she wanted to be like Mrs. Lot. She wanted to now dress like Mrs. Lot. Even though she was sitting in the tent, she was there with Abraham, but she wanted to be like Mrs. Lot because her heart had not been changed, because it had not become a reality unto her. It was just something that she was living it out, but it wasn't a reality. It wasn't a reality. Let me say this to you, sister. Don't you ever believe when Satan come and tell you you're not beautiful? Don't you ever believe that? Don't you ever believe when he comes and tells you you're never going to get married because the way you are? Don't you ever believe that? That is Satan trying to drop you of your blessing. Don't you ever look out into Mrs. Lot and look out into Sodom and be like, I wish I was there. If your heart is going after Mrs. Lot, then the message has not become a reality. The message has not become a reality. You see, as Sarah was looking at Mrs. Lot, Sarah couldn't see the fire and brimstone that was coming upon Sodom. When she saw Mrs. Lot all dressed up beautiful, she couldn't see the fire and brimstone that was coming to fall upon Sodom. Sarah couldn't see Mrs. Lot turning into a pillar of salt when she was just looking at the beauty. When she was just looking at what was going on and, and all that Mrs. Lot had. She couldn't see the destruction that was coming. She couldn't see Mr. Lot lying with his own daughters. She couldn't see it. Because Satan has veiled Sarah. Satan had veiled Sarah and all he was showing Sarah was just the beauty out there. And the music out there. And the dressing out there. And the people out there. And the prosperity out there. And how much money they can make out there. That was all Sarah was saying. We couldn't see the destruction coming. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, young people. I hope you're with me this evening. <laughs> 
I wish I could step out of the way and Jesus can speak himself to you. Because this is not me. He had ordained a service for you. For months it had been on my heart. But God knows the exact moment to speak it to you. He doesn't want you to be like Mrs. Lot. Are you with me? And she was all moody. And she was on the verge of giving up. She was on the verge of giving up. She was just waiting for the time that she could get old enough and she could walk away from home and go and live her own life. She was just waiting for that moment. She thought, you know what, I'm just going to stick around church. I'm just going to stick around for a while. And eventually when I get my job and when I, when I, when I, you know, when I get my home, when I, when, I, when I get to a place where I got a degree or something, then, then I'll make my way out of this place. She was all beaten down and discouraged. Services had become something heavy for her. Services had become heavy, had become a burden, more than a blessing. That was where Sarah was at. Are you with me, young person? Brother Branham says, she had herself all out of condition to receive it. When God brought it. Is that all mine? Is that don't never get that in your heart? Is that be open, be ready? She missed it. She failed to see it. Is that if we don't watch friends, the church is going to fail to see it. Young people, if we don't watch, we are going to fail to see it. He said, let's not look for churchy hairdos and new dresses. He said, let's look for the Holy Spirit to come in the supernatural and raise some tents. He said, let's wait for the Holy Spirit. Let's look for the Holy Spirit to come in the supernatural, in the supernatural and raise some tents. He said, the church don't need a face left. It needs a birth. We don't need a first left. We don't need Sodom. We need a bird. That's what we need. We need a bird. Hallelujah. He said it needs a bird, the Holy Ghost, to come into the church. Bring, the pe- bring back people and that believes the supernatural and holds on the waiting for the coming of the Lord. And if it might be any hour, living in them conditions. That's where we ought to be. Uh, people that are expecting the supernatural. And young people that are expecting to see God move in a supernatural way. But here was Sarah, all this courage, and all broke down. Young people, let us not fail to see it. Let us not fail to see it. Because while Sarah was sitting at that door, and she was all this courage, and she was all torn down, and, and nothing was real to her, that very day, 
was the day that God had decided that he was coming to visit the tent of Abraham. Amen. And you may have sat in church and in pew and never become a reality to you. But this is the very day that he had decided that he is coming to visit you. He is coming to change the scene. He is coming to change the situation. Are you with me this evening, young person? And he came down and, and he blew some dust and he said, Michael, you step into that. And he blew another dot and said, Gabriel, you step into that. And he blew another dust and he stepped into it. And he started to make his way towards Abraham's tent. Hallelujah. Let me say this to you this evening. He's making his way to your tent this evening. It has not become a reality. He's making his way to your tent this evening. But you see, in the tent of Abraham was faith and unbelief. That morning. In that tent of Abraham was faith and unbelief. In the tent of Abraham was an expectation and a discouragement. Amen. Are you with me this evening? In that tent of Abraham was joy and disappointment in the very same tent. But God was on his way to that tent to change the scene. He was on his way to that tent to change the situation. Amen. You may say, but this evening I can see an angel walk in this building. You may say this evening I can see the prophet here. Well, listen to what the prophet said. The prophet said, oh God, help us to wake up. He said, the day of visitation is here. The day of visitation is here. Hallelujah. I hope you're catching the young people. He said, you say, oh, I don't see. Oh, he said, oh, God, don't send angels anymore. He said, you say, oh, God, don't send angels anymore. Brother Brennan said, the Holy Spirit is that angel. He said, the Holy Spirit is that person. He said, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, he, the Holy Ghost, when he comes, he will do the works that he did. He said, it will be with us, even in us. And he will bring to pass. He will bring... And he will bring things to our remembrance that he had taught and will show us things to come. He said, the works that we do shall you do also. He said, now we are living in that day. We are living in that time. The day of visitation is here. The day of visitation is here. He is making his way to your tent this evening. And right in your tent this evening is the seed of God on the inside that is responding to the word of God. There is a seed of God on the inside of you that is saying that is true. It is saying that is right. It is saying that is exactly what I need in my life. It is saying that is where I have been. It is saying that is me. It is saying I am the one that he is talking about this evening. There is a seed on the inside of you that is responding to the word. It is not you doing it. It is the seed on the inside of you that is responding this evening. But in that tent, there is a mind. There is a mind that is saying to you, 
Now I'm going to walk out of the service and I'm still going to be the same. There is a mind that is speaking to you that is saying, I'm never going to be able to live this message. There is a mind that is saying to you that I can never be filled with the Holy Ghost to the point where Satan don't know what to do with me. There is a mind that is saying to you that I cannot break out of the cycle. In your tent this evening, there are two voices. There are two voices in your tent this evening, young person. One that is believing the word this evening. The other one that is saying, I'm going to walk out of this place and nothing is going to change in my life. But Jesus is making his way to your tent. He's coming to your tent. You see, when he got to Abraham's tent and he started to speak the word and he started to declare the word to them, the moment that he left that tent, the dead was gone away. The moment he left that tent, the discouragement was gone away. The moment he left that tent, your bodies started to change. The moment he left that tent, Sarah, who one time couldn't see the message live on the inside of her, the moment he left that tent, Sarah started to feel a change in her body. Are you with me this evening? Sarah started to feel a change in her body. Because the promise was that Sarah was going to bring a son. But it was the visitation that quickened the word on the inside of Sarah. The promise had always been there. The word has always been there. Young person, that seed has always been there on the inside of you. That desire of you to want to become the message has always been there on the inside of you. It has always been there. Brother Branham said it is the Holy Ghost um, that quickens. Amen. It is the Holy Ghost that quickens the seed. Um, and here Brother Branham in the quote was saying um, that you may not see an angel. But he said that angel is the Holy Spirit. Um, that angel is the Holy Spirit that is coming to you. In other words, it is that Holy Spirit um, that is here to see um, to quicken the seed um, on the inside of you. It is the Holy Spirit that is here um, to make them message um, real to you that it has never been before it is the Holy Spirit that is here to break your chains it is the Holy Spirit that is here to change your whole life it is the Holy Spirit that is here to break the cycle amen it is he he is the one that is here to make this a reality After he had walked away from that tent, that tent was changed. Let me say this to you this evening. Your tent can be changed this evening. The condition in your tent can be changed this evening. What you've been going through can be changed this evening. What you've been battling can be changed this evening. Because this is the day of visitation. This is the day that he's come to visit you. It is the day that he's come to prove to you that he's the God of young people. 
He's a God of a young person. He's a God of a young sister. He's a God of a young brother. This is the day that he's here to tell you. I have put a gift on the inside of you. And I am here to quicken that gift on the inside of you. I am here to make it a reality. This message hasn't been real to you. I am here to make it real. I am here to vindicate it. I don't want you to just to be a bench warmer. I don't just want you to be just a church comer or a church goer. But I'm here to make myself real to you. And you want me to see you in that. It is the day of visitation, young person. It is the day of visitation. There was a young man by the name of Isaiah Robinson. Some of you have had a beta's testimony. Thank you, Brother Ethan said it on a youth group some time ago. He was Isaiah Robinson. He was raised in a message home. Raised in a message home. And, and he had about God and all this, but the message had never become a reality to Isaiah. It had never become a reality to Isaiah. And Isaiah, just like Sarah, see, he was looking at Sodom. He was looking at Sodom of all the attraction that is in Sodom and, and all the beauty that was in Sodom. And so Isaiah decided that I'm going to go to Sodom because this message is not a reality to me. And Isaiah walked out of the message. And he walked out of his parents' home and, and he went to Sodom. And Sodom got a hold of him. Sodom got a hold of him. To the place where he made him a homosexual. That's what he made Isaiah to become. But God wasn't done with Isaiah. Isaiah's story wasn't over. What God had written in the book of Isaiah concerning Isaiah wasn't Isaiah and Sodom. And let me say this to him. What God has written concerning you is not you just sitting in a pew. Are you with me this evening, young person? What God has written about you it is just you believing just the message. But God has written that you become the message. That you become a living word. That is what he has written about you. And God had a day of visitation for Isaiah. Isaiah thought, I'm just going to go to the service because I've got invited to the service. And Isaiah walked into that service. And little did he know that that day was the day of his visitation. Are you with me, young person? You might have just walked in the service thinking it's going to be just another young people's service. And, and it's just going to be another service. We come in and, and we'll, we'll sing some songs and, and we'll hear the word. And, and then we'll just go home and, and we'll come back again on Sunday. And, and we'll just continue to, to ride on this wave of, of just a beautiful atmosphere. And, and we'll just be young people as we call to be young people. And, and we'll have fun because this is our age to have fun. And, and it's okay to have fun. And, but God wants to take a hold of you and you may have just walked in the service and, but that day was the day that God was going to visit Isaiah he was going to change Isaiah's life and, friends I tell you there is nothing too great and, for God there is nothing that has gone too far and, for God to change in your life and, there is nothing that has gone too deep and, that God cannot pull you out of are you with me this evening People would have given up on Isaiah. But without no doubt, perhaps his parents had given up on him. 
Many people had given up on him. There was no way he was going to come back. But God said, this is your day of visitation. Hallelujah. And that day, a man that had lived in Sodom, God came and changed his life and turned him around and made him a son of God. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Let me ask you a question this evening, young person. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? What do you think that you're going through that God going to pull you out of? Where do you think that you are at that God going to bring you a little higher? Do you just want to keep on going the way you are? Do you just want to stay where you are? Are you satisfied with that? You say, this is as much as I want to come to. This is as much as I want to be. Are you satisfied? You say, God, is okay. I'm happy with this. There's going to be someone that say, I'm not satisfied, Lord. I want more of you. I don't want to stay where I'm at. If you are God, you are a reality, Lord. If you are God, you can make yourself more real to me. If you are God, you can bring me to a place that I can go on my knees and see the power of God move in my room. If you are God, I can take this Bible and open them and start to cast the revelation that is on the inside of them. If you are God, you can open the seals to me. If you are God, you can make them. You're so more real to me than ever before. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. This is your day of visitation. He is making his way to your tent this evening. The musicians can come. He's making his way to your tent this evening. And he's asking you, is there anything too hard for me to do? Is there anything too hard for me to do? Is it hard for me to change your life? Is it hard for me to fill you a little more with the Holy Ghost? Is it hard for me to put you and set you on fire to be a son of God? Is anything too hard for the Lord? He's here this evening to change lives. He's here this evening to break chains. He's here this evening not just to come in here and, and just let you walk out of this place the same way you came in. The same God that visited the tent of Abraham is the same God that is visiting you this evening. Your tent will not be the same because Abraham was supposed to bring forth the son. And we know the type of it today is for us to bring forth the son, which is Jesus Christ. There was a young man one day that had a day of visitation. The scripture will call him the young, the rich young ruler. He had his day of visitation. And here God came and he came to the Lord and, and he said, you know, what can I do to inherit eternal life? You see, he was at a place where he wasn't happy. He knew that there was more that I need. He knew that if the rapture is going to take place, I am not ready for it. He knew that I'm not where I ought to be. And so he walked into the presence of Jesus. And he asked Jesus, what can I do to inherit eternal life? What can I do that when the trumpets sound, I will receive a body change? What can I do that when you come, I will not be left behind? And he said, responded back to him and said, go and obey the commandment. 
He said, I have been a good kid. I have done all these things. And we all can say that that message, kids. We have, we have done all that what the message said. We have dressed right. We have spoken right. We have come to every service. We have done all that the message said we should do. We have done everything, Lord. We haven't missed any young people's service. We have sang specials. We have played music. We have done everything that the message told us to do. He said, that's all right. That's very good. But now I want you to go and sell everything you've got. You want me to see me, young person. I want you to go and sell everything that you've got. That was the day of his visitation. But he couldn't go and sell it all. He couldn't do it. And this evening, the same God has walked in this building. You've done everything you're supposed to do as a young person, believe in this message. But this evening, the saying, give up. Sell everything you've got. Sell your reputation. Sell your pride. Sell everything you've got. Sell the things that have been coming in your life that has been taking the time with God. Sell everything you've got. This is your day of visitation. Give it all up. And you can inherit eternal life. Give it all up and I can use you. Give it all up and I'll reveal myself to you like never before. Give it all up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself real to you. I'm going to use you. Because I've called you, I've chosen you. I'm not called you to be a bench warmer. I'm not called you just to be a young person in Laodicea. I've got a purpose in your life. But sell all that you've got. Sell everything that you've got, young person. This is your day of visitation. Oh, oh my. Sell everything that you've got, young person. You may sit there like Moses this evening and think that everything is gone and, and everything is over. See, Moses was at the backside of the desert and, and he thought my commission is over. There's no way I'm going to go back to fulfill what mommy told me. There's no way I'm going to go back and, and do what I was, I, was, I was called to do. I was called to be a deliverer, but I messed it all up and now here I am on the backside of the dirt, just, just kicking some sheep around. And that's all about me. This is all about my life. But God wasn't over with Moses. God had a day of visitation for Moses. He had a day that he was going to come to Moses. And he showed up that day in a pillar of fire. And spoke out of that fire to Moses and said, Moses, I haven't forgotten you. What I've called you to do, that's what I'm going to let you do. I'm going to make you do it. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. I'm still going to use you because I called you for that purpose. There's a burning bush here this evening. There's a bush that is on fire this evening. 
and that bush is calling your name. It's calling your name, young person. It's calling your name. Come to the bush. Come to the bush. It's calling your name. He's got a purpose in your life. This is your day of visitation. Play the song, He is here. He's here. He's arrived at your tent this evening. He has arrived at your tent. Remember, there are two voices in there right now. This one that's saying that's true. This one that's saying I'm going to walk out the same way. But he's here to change the situation in person. He's here to break the chains. He's here to break the cycle. You were born to be an overcomer. You were born to win. You were born for a rapture. Satan has been standing in the way of your visitation. But this evening you can push Satan away and say, I'm not going to listen to you. I want this message to be a reality. If God is in this message, I want to see him. He'll prove himself to you. If this message is really true, I want to see him. I want to see him. be the same you will never be the same if you welcome in the tent this evening the choice is yours let's sing it to him let's stand on our feet this evening
too hard for the Lord to reveal himself to you? Is it too hard for the Lord to fill you with the Holy Ghost? Is it too hard for the Lord to set you on fire for him? Is anything too hard for the Lord? There's nothing too hard for the Lord this evening. Whatever your desire is this evening, there's more than an angel in this building. The Son of Man himself will step down again in the message of the hour to reveal himself to you, to make himself real to you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you this evening whichever way you want. Let the Holy Spirit do the work. Because He is here. He has visited your tent. Don't let it be just another service. Don't let it be just another service, young person. Sing that again as expert air to come.